0: what's going on guys we are live today we're going to have amber kennedy join us today we are talking about real estate what it's like to get in the process and what happens once you get licensed is it what you expect or is it something different we're gonna bring her in amber welcome to the john papaloni show
1: hi there thank you so much
0: so you recently became licensed
1: in process. So, my license application has been sent off. I'm working alongside a licensed realtor myself. So, I'm working as an assistant right now. I'm just waiting to get my own license back.
0: Nice, nice. So, let's let's start off with what led you to the journey of real estate? Why did you want to become a realtor? How did it, like what did you do before? Like take us through the process of what you did before and how you got here.
1: Perfect. So most of my history has been, well, all of my history has been customer service. So for the last decade now, I've done all sorts of different customer service jobs. So I've done bartending, I've done store management, uh, like retail store management, I've done restaurant management. um, Little odds and ends jobs here and there in between, but it's all been kind of customer service related. So my last job, I worked as the store manager for a local retail place. And I felt that it was a really, really good time to switch into real estate. I had actually planned on doing both initially, but with the way the world is going, it was it was a good switch.
0: Makes sense. So how did you start? Like you went through Humber, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. It's quite different from what I uh, did. I went through the Ontario Real Estate Association. Things have changed.
1: Yes. You know, <laughs> from what I did.
0: Like I remember for mine, there was I think five courses. I can't remember if it was five or yep. six. It was, uh, and I remember it was only after, I think we had to do two or three before we were able to get licensed. And I believe that's changed. And, yeah. uh, and then, yeah. So once I got the two or three, I had two years to complete the other two.
1: We're so. not quite like that. So basically the way Humber works is you have your course one. So before I explain that, the way Humber works is you have two years to do all of your courses. So you have a 24 month span to do all of them. Um, Each course individually, you have five months maximum to do them. So, you have Course 1, and then after you're completed Course 1, you have to do an exam. After that, you are able to enroll into Course 2, and then Course 2 exam, and then Course 3, and Course 3 exam. So that's all residential. After that, you do what's called a simulation. So basically what the simulations are, there's two different versions. You can di- either do weekends or you can do weekdays. So it's five days, nine to five, and then you do an exam afterwards. It's basically just real world knowledge. So the instructors and facilitators, they go through how to fill out the forms. They go through scenario problems. So it's a little bit more like real life experience. So that was a really interesting twist of things. Cause I don't think you guys had anything like that.
0: No, definitely no. not.
1: And then. Just to make it a little bit extra complicated, then you do course four, which is commercial, which it
0: sucks. (laughs) I couldn't stand it.
1: It's awful. It's very dry. But you make it through and then you have to do another week of commercial in your simulation. So that one was actually probably one of my favorite portions because it really solidified the information as where if i just did the reading aspect to commercial i feel like i'd have absolutely no interest in it whatsoever but after having done the simulation it kind of helps
0: absolutely like i took it i like when i did mine i did it in uh, class i had the in class option and i did it in class and i'll tell you something i don't cringe at commercial because there's something wrong with it let's face it let's be honest there's more opportunities in real estate through commercial real estate than there is through residential. But it's just one of those things. I find it confusing and it's not logical to me. So the way I look at it, I'm paperwork. kind of like more Buffett that way <laughs> where, you know, if I don't understand it, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's Fair just, a, it's yep. a,
1: Absolutely.
0: I guess that is not for me. It is for some people. Yes. There's opportunities out there. I'm not going to say there isn't. And there's probably more opportunities than in residential. But it didn't, didn't jive. So I kind of understand that pain. And the class was the the, the the in-class portion is the only reason I was able to pass it.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel you there. I remember going through. I have a girlfriend who was right at the exact same spot of me as me for the whole course. And I remember us discussing about course four and how dry it was and how we were ever going to make it through. It was painful. <laughs> it's... So if you like commercial, you'll love it. But otherwise, good luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's like cap rates. You know, like take a Tim Hortons. Take that same lot. You put a house on it, it's ooh 1.5 million. Put the Tim Hortons on it, it's 5 million. It's the same damn lot. Makes no sense to me. Yep. but it has to do with cap rates and stuff. I'm just like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so exactly. But anyway, so you got to go to commercial.
1: Mm-hmm. You,
0: yeah. You did your, uh, simulation. Then what?
1: So mine's kind of a sob story. I'll say. So I, I actually got a fairly severe medical diagnosis right as I hit my simulation. So I actually ended up having to have surgery a week after. Um, So I found out that I had some tumors and I had to have some stuff removed and all that sort of fun stuff. So I actually didn't pass my first time on my simulation, which was just adding to the stress at that point. So my journey was very, very rocky in the last little portion. It was very, very disheartening, but I very much took that as an opportunity to take the extra time that I had and really, really, really understand. So I have a very vast knowledge of commercial now because I was able to spend that much extra time on it. Um, So I ended up having to do a remediation day for anybody who Doesn't know what the remediation days look like for simulations. Basically, you have a half day in the morning where you meet with a facilitator. You have in between 10 and 20 people, I think, about that um, in the simulation. They only do them every six weeks. So that way they can kind of group everybody together. That doesn't pass on their first try. Um, And then they go over all of the common problem points. So that for me, I... Obviously was upset that I didn't pass the first time, but after having that session in the morning, I felt way more confident and I did end up passing after that.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I, um, my, whenever I had an exam, I remember, I'm not sure if it was commercial, but one of them, oh man, what a story I'll tell you. I was, um, I was, I'm a nervous wreck when it comes to that and I remember I used to, uh, my exam would have been, um, I usually took it in Oakville at uh, tr- at uh, Sheridan College, and yeah. that's where I wrote my exam, and what happened is there was a coffee shop down the street, so I'd go there early in the morning, like seven o'clock, just so I can, uh, you know, study with my, like I'll have my coffee, and then I'll study more, right, because like I said, I'm a nervous wreck, Yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm just, like on edge all the time, so I remember one time, it was just, oh what a day this this one exam I, i'm pretty sure it was commercial because that's the one that scared me the most because i didn't understand it while i was being explained it so <laughs> um and i was sitting there studying 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 and i got so carried away i looked exam was at nine it's 10 to nine i'm still in the tomorrow oh, no. i'm like oh, oh and they they lock you out at a certain point so i'm like am i even going to make it and i walk in I ran and never mind the walk. I ran and I've never ran so much. I mean, for a guy, you know, like oh my god, I get I get into the class. I'm like, <sighs> you know, like I can barely breathe. I'm like, breathe. <laughs> I just got in, right? And and then it turns out everybody was late. Like I mean, even the, even oh. the uh, exam people, not not okay. by a lot. We're talking about like four minutes or something, right? That's so it's okay. It kind of bought <laughs> you made me it. That time. And they're looking at me. They're going, "Are you all right?" I go, "No, I need the bathroom. I'll be right back." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, puked.
1: Oh!
0: Came back oh. and said, "I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> That's right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I no, passed, we'll obviously. <laughs> but uh, oh my God, man! Like it's so easy to get carried away and distracted, and, and it feels like oh, yeah. like you feel like you get this real anxiety in you, like you know, like holy crap, right? Because totally. like for me, we had two chances. If you feel twice, you're done with the program. Yeah. You'd have to wait, and then you can go back in but it's like you're starting over.
1: That's like how ours was as well. So for the simulations, if you do fail, there's the remediation day. But then if you were to fail the remediation day, then you have to pay for the full course again and do the full thing again. So, no okay, thank so you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's consistent. So, okay. So you did commercial, you had your surgery, you got it on the second time, yep. which you probably felt relieved at that point. So relieved. <laughs>
1: And like I said, I I definitely have a much better understanding of it now before it was, I felt fairly confident, but now it's, I'm very confident in my commercial knowledge. I'm not sure I'll ever use it, but (laughs) I have it now.
0: Well, at least you have it. I mean, I'm sure it comes into play. I I mean, I'll be honest. I thought I'd never do commercial. Then I had had somebody come to me for commercial. And at first I was like, I don't really want this. Right. And I mean, I didn't say it out loud. I was thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, um, (laughs) And It's like one of those things that I ended up taking it. I'm actually working on it now. Yeah. I truly don't want it. But it's one of it's just because I don't understand commercial that well. So I have to get somebody to help me yeah. with it. Right. So now I'm bringing in somebody else for That's something okay. that doesn't really need two people, but it's just because I want to get it right. And um it's one of those things that um I I I I like, he's asked me before for other commercial things, and I said, no, no, I don't do commercial things. I don't want it. Uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's one of the smaller units he has because I understand yeah. enough to do that one. It's when, he gets to the, when you get to the multiplexes, and I'm not talking about residential multiplexes. I'm talking about commercial multiplexes, like stores and retail and, you know what I mean? That's the part. If it's residential multiplex, oh, yeah, I understand that inside a note. Right, but then it's <laughs> yeah, kind of right. hand in hand with with residential. It's just at a larger scale, right? So I can mm-hmm. I, I can understand that. I can grasp the concept of that. It's just when you get into yeah. retail stores, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> right? Because you know, it's not just the Let rent, me ask someone. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because then you're looking at rent, and if you're in a mall, there's also the, uh you know, I forgot what it's called, but when, when you hit a certain point, they start taking an extra percentage, like you have your base rate, then you have your taxes, maintenance, insurance, like when you start getting that, I don't even remember the name of the third one, you hit a certain amount, and that's like profit sharing, it's not really profit sharing, but it sounds like it, you know,
1: basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> right, so it, it, it's just so much so much intensity into it, right? So, anyways, yep. I mean this one is the smaller unit, it's just a regular storefront. I I think I can That's understand doable. that concept. Yeah. yeah, I still don't like it, but I can do it right. Yeah. And, and the <laughs> reason I decided to go with this is because there's been a couple of times we're talking, goes, Oh, yeah, I want to look at a house, and in my head, I'm going, You bastard, you're mm-hmm. going to see houses and you're not calling me, you know, like <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right. So I'm getting offended that he's not calling me for the residential. So I finally convinced them. you need real estate, you call.
1: Yeah, so he we call you. For?
0: the store. Crap. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I meant a right. house, not the store. <laughs> so it's, I got what you know. It's, you know the saying: "Be careful what you wish for." because yeah. You might just get it. Well, I got it. <laughs> now, what do I do with it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, it's just the store and not, like you said, like commercial, Absolutely.
0: like apartment
1: tower, or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those things. If I truly, truly can't do it. I'm not going to do someone a, you know, I disservice by trying good. Right. So I, I know that's my, limit. This, <laughs> this is pretty much my bare limit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's, you know, beyond this and then it goes to the bigger stuff he has and it's like, can't do it. Yeah, exactly. One of those. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. So mm. anyway, so yeah, so you got your commercial thing and what happened next?
1: So I was able to submit my licensing. I submitted it Monday, the 26th. So I was assigned a caseworker. They wanted a driver's abstract from me. Um, So I submitted that for my licensing. Um, Submitted that yesterday. And I should hear back, hopefully, by the end of the week. There's nothing on my driver's abstract. so.
0: (laughs) Wow. This is different than me. Like yeah. when I did it, mine was simple. I chose a brokerage. Once I chose the brokerage, I had to fill in the application. I needed a criminal record check.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I have that too. So yeah, I, but I didn't so need the so driver's abstract. The only reason I need one, I got into an accident in 2014. So yeah, they but wanted, they wouldn't know that. No, but I disclosed it just in case. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I well, I figured if, they, if for whatever reason that would potentially be an issue, I should disclose it. So oh, I did because I did get a ticket for it. Um, so I figured just in case, I mean, I went to court, got the ticket thrown out. But still, if they were to find out that I didn't disclose <laughs> something like that, it just leaves a bad name. So I just gave them everything, provided them all information that I could. They asked for my driver's abstract. It's clear great (laughs) hopefully they don't need anything else for me
0: (laughs) true yeah no it's just i've never heard that one before so i thought maybe it's just part of the regulation now so no not
1: standardly just my criminal record check which is also clear thankfully
0: (laughs) yeah okay so you got the commercial so i counted four do you have more to do
1: so kind of So we have the four big courses, and then we have the simulations. Um, What they did is they fused a few of them together. So a lot of the stuff in our residential learning, from my understanding, is stuff that you guys had as additional. So when you had to pick two, I think it was two extra courses to do? Yes. So most of your courses for the additional are now included and just added into the residential. So we still have to pick two extra courses, but they take a week. So they're very, very small. They're very light. Um, they offer, I don't remember specifically what it's called, but basically like understanding tenancies and stuff like that. Um, there's commercial tenancies, um, a deeper dive into commercial, another one, (laughs) um, there's recreational properties. And then there is, I don't remember the other one. I took law. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all included in ours now. So okay. basically all of your additional courses are now fused into our four courses.
0: Interesting. That is mm-hmm. that, that, very interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's better or worse.
1: It's a lot of information.
0: And that's what lot. I mean. Yeah. So now let me ask you something. What mm-hmm. did this cost you to get into Humber?
1: So Humber itself cost me about 4500 Like all said and done. Um, the I actually have a spreadsheet. So <laughs> if I can recall, each course is paid for individually, which is very, very nice for budgeting purposes. Yeah, um, that was going to so, be my next
0: question.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, it made it much easier. Um, I actually did mine well on maternity leave. So I was just on EI. So Not the best income. (laughs) So it was really nice for, like I said, for budgeting purposes. So for your first course, that's one of your bigger ones. It costs $595. And then you do your, yeah, $595. And then you do your exam. Your exam's $100. And you do your course two, which is definitely the biggest in volume. Course two has 2,500 slides in it. Um, That one also costs $595. And then you do your exam, $100 then you have your course three that one only costs three hundred and fifteen dollars everybody celebrates at that point it's great (laughs) then your exam is a hundred dollars and then you have your simulation so your simulation one for residential is seven hundred and fifty dollars exam included so yeah (laughs) that one's not as nice and then you do your course four course four is another nice light 315. course four exam is a hundred dollars Simulation two is sixty dollars, so your original application is <laughs> seventy five I think um and then you have we we call it course five, but it's really just explaining to you like how your insurances and stuff work. It doesn't have any exam or anything. It takes like an hour to read through hey, was I,
0: you lost me on seventy five dollars I hit the seventy five dollars and I started dancing,
1: yeah, right <laughs> I know I know. So your final ones $90. Your application for RICO has gone up to $590. Your insurances are about $410 for the year. I think they were something around there. And you I pay think them yours pro-rated. is
0: uh, prorated because you just started. Yeah. They renew at the same time every year.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it'll renew in August. So I'm close enough that they might tack mine on and just have me pay the full year. I'm not sure because I'm kind of at that cusp. So I might pay the year and then some, or I might just pay a small amount and then the year in August.
0: True. That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So after everything, it's about 4500 and then all of my board fees, all of the CREA, OREA, it'll be just shy of 10000
0: Bingo. That's where I was going with yeah. it. That's exactly yeah. what I was going with it. Josh, I, mean, of,
1: I think it's like, honestly, like $15 shy of 10,000.
0: Yeah. Like that. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. And now you, you just started, so you haven't gotten into the extras.
1: Totally. And that's actually part of why I ended up choosing the brokerage that I did is because the splits are much more favorable. Like they have different split options, which some brokerages do, some brokerages don't. Mine does offer different options, and the one that I chose is definitely geared towards new people, which will save me an okay amount of money.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, would you mind sharing which brokerage you did choose?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I chose Remax. Um, we're an Integra branch. Yes. Um, so it is privately owned. I'm in Sarnia, Ontario. Um, so we have two different plan, three different pr- plans, but really only two relevant ones. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, The first one is a 95 five split. So obviously, like you get the 95% and then you pay for everything on your own. So you pay your 5% of the brokerage, but everything is up to you. They do not charge desk fees, but you can have an office. So if you decide to have an office, that's an extra expense, but you are not required to pay that otherwise, which is something I really, really like actually in my office now, <laughs> but that's, that was a really, really big benefit for me that they didn't make you, but they offered it. And then the sixty forty split is what I'm on being brand new. I didn't want to have to shell out a whole bunch of money that I don't have after paying 10 grand for my courses.
0: <laughs> I get it. So, I was with Remax too. Really? I took the 95, five. It cost me 12 grand that year
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely i've seen a bunch of people choose that option and i'm like i hope you have savings like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing right i i don't think that option like i see a lot of times people come out of school let's face it they, yeah. they they come out of school and they think okay everyone's gonna buy from me i'm gonna i'm gonna sell like three deals in my first week yeah. so when they see the 95.5 that's gonna be attractive 12 absolutely. grand uh, my first deal is gonna pay for that don't worry about it that's easy yeah. then they do it and they're on the hook and they realize it's not the I'm same. a
1: play-it-safe person.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: that's not for me. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I'll either. be honest.
0: You know I mean? Even I thought, I didn't think it was going to be easy. Some people portray it. I mean, I'm kind of realistic that way. That's
1: good. But I didn't
0: <laughs> think it was going to be as hard as it was.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: So I get why you picked a 60-40 split. Absolutely. Now, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it 60-40 all the way through?
1: I can change it at any point that I wish.
0: Oh, okay, so it's not a number, a certain number of deals at sixty forties, then it converts.
1: Oh, so sorry, yes. So basically, um, we have a cap. So once you pay thirteen thousand to the brokerage, then you move to a ninety five five automatically, and at that point, they've basically considered that you've paid your fees for the year and, like the other costs, deplete a little bit.
0: That makes sense. I totally yeah. get that yeah okay so yeah so like I said obviously clearly I was with Remax at one point you can tell <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I started off with Royal Page, and yeah. I switched to Remax at one point in time my main reason really was proximity to my home and uh like I, th- I thought it's it was a like thing 10 to minute- consider, for sure. well yeah it was a 10 minute drive from the office I chose
1: yeah
0: Uh, and like where my Royal page is in Mississauga and I'm now living in Grimsby, which is part of the Niagara region. And it's only a 35 to 45 minute drive, but it still is a 45 minute drive, not a 10 minute drive.
1: Dependent on traffic.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I take the 407. So I kind of avoid that. Okay. That's not so bad. Then, then you're adding costs when you do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a give and take, right? And again, there's no right answer when you're choosing a brokerage. It doesn't matter what you choose. In the way that it's not like one's better than another or one's worse and one's terrible one's great one's cheap but they don't do anything for you or one's expensive but uh you can buy the stuff for you it's not about that every brokerage has its own value prop- proposition and you have to decide which one jives with you the most which one can you work with which absolutely. one can you be the most productive with right like it's, it's more than just commission splits
1: that's it, it drives me absolutely insane because i So there's, like, there's a Humber College student group. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen or heard. um, But it's, like, I think it's upwards of 9,000 people now. And I see constantly people are asking, where can I get the best split? And that seems to be their only question. And that drives me absolutely insane. Because I couldn't imagine, like, I, ideally, I did not want to do a 60-40 split. Like, that's not what I had envisioned for myself. I Like, I definitely wanted to weigh. But you know what? I I ended up here because this training style, this program style, the, like, the staff here, the broker of record, like, I really, really feel comfortable here. And I did interview another brokerage that it was honestly, like, probably the hardest decision that I had to make. But just the general structure of the brokerage was different enough that i decided to come here and i really really am confident with my decision but it's still like it was hard it was very hard and had i looked at it and just went well what can i do with the split i would have picked a brokerage that was wrong for me and i feel like a lot of people do
0: absolutely absolutely you're right and that's the thing right now even myself right like i basically went with where I found I get the most support, where I drive the most, I I integrate the most. Like 50% of my business is agent to agent referrals.
1: Yeah.
0: And it happens to be in the sector, like in the group that I'm around. And I met yep. these, uh, the, the people that are just sending it to me through that brokerage. They're not necessarily at the brokerage, but it's been through affiliations. Yeah. So my life would have been different if I was with a different brokerage.
1: Absolutely. I'm not saying it would have
0: been bad it would have just been different. There's a
1: brokerage for everyone. And I don't think it's like, it's very rare that it's going to be the same as even your friend. Like my friend that I was telling you about, she lives in the same city as I do. Same course link. She went with an entirely different brokerage and you know what? She's like, she's very happy with them. So I think it's really important that people don't just base it off of one or two, one or two factors. They consider all of the factors when choosing the brokerage, because like I said, like there's, There's so many brokerages and you have to find what fits best for you, not what looks ideal in your head.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now I'm going to tell you, if, 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 when you go for something, that's just about splits, you're not going to get what you want out of it. And and that's the the
1: training.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the (laughs) other thing, right? It goes back back to what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here, right? Because let's face it. We all go through the same thing. How many people go and talk to someone and the first question out of their mouth is, are you going to reduce your commission? Now I'm willing to bet those same people who chose based on commission splits are going to be agitated with that question. Yeah. Why? Because price is the only reason they're there for. So how can you sell somebody on value when the only value you see yourself is price?
1: That's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's so true.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's
1: hard to kind of stick to your gun on that one.
0: Absolutely. It's that saying you are who you surround yourself with. So if you're the person who's always gunning for the price, you're going to surround yourself with people who think like you. So they're gunning for the price too. And as we just said, you're not always getting the best service based on price. Yeah. Right? Whenever like you
1: it. see those that have the higher percentages, you know that there's like, there's going to be a catch. And if that catch works for you, great. But it doesn't always. And I think people are kind of blind to that because they just see the money in it.
0: Absolutely. Now, here's another thing, right? Like, I, you're going to get a lot of this too, right? When people talk about commission space. Let's face it. Let, let's look at the stereotypical thing. Everyone thinks that we're going to choose our brokerage, get into the brokerage. We're going to get our signs printed up, put it in the grass. Grab a margarita, sip some of it while we earn money from them. Wouldn't that while, be nice? You know, yeah. Right. And not, <laughs> that's exactly what they think. I don't know what do.
1: that business is, but I want
0: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that's my point. And that's my point. So now, now that's the thing. Now, when somebody says, can you reduce your commission? Now, here's my answer. When somebody says, what's your commission? I tell them flat out. And then somebody, can't you do it cheaper? Theoretically, I could. Yeah. But if I can't negotiate with you, how can I negotiate for you?
1: That's a good line. I like that one. But it's not a line. That's a good statement.
0: It's the truth. If yep. you don't believe in me when I'm trying to get you know, sell to you,
1: yep. then
0: whoever calls me is going to walk over me too.
1: Totally. And you know what? Absolutely. They can find someone that'll do it cheaper, but I can pretty much guarantee you they're going to put in less work.
0: You're you getting it. what you pay for. Absolutely. And, and I've seen people do lower fees and stuff, and that was the same thing. There's no difference in service. Yeah, there's no difference in service between your low fee and somebody else's low fee. What will happen is they'll put the sign in the lot just like you think they will, and yep. they'll collect their uh, small percentage. I won't even get into the amounts.
1: I've heard of people right? doing like pamphlet breakdowns where they'll charge different percentages, and I think that's kind of a unique idea if they, like, if they do it properly and professionally, of course. Um, but I've heard with people having luck with that because a lot of the time you do, not a lot of the time but sometimes you do run into people who have experience selling properties they know pretty much what they're doing they really just want you to basically be a purple bricks (laughs) and you know what great (laughs) like if that's if that works for you if that's our understanding like I personally I don't think that I would do that but for the people who do and do it well good for them
0: yeah again there's no you know I mean there's no wrong I'm not putting down but you are you get what you pay for in life. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Absolutely.
1: You pay a dollar,
0: you get a dollar. Now let's face it, if you reduce your commission and somebody says, you know, oh, I need, I need something, I'm gonna say the store's right there, go get it. It's not yep. part of the service, right? They're not gonna say it in those words, but it's Oh, by be the, the way, your
1: photographer costs a grand, two grand. Here you go. Here's the bill.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the other thing, right? If you're doing it a reduced commission, why would you pay for a photographer? You're not making money. Yeah. Right, if you calculate our fees, you're not making money. So, I'll no. tell you what with the photography you're going to get. See this? That's going to be a photography. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? It's the
1: truth. It is, absolutely it is.
0: <laughs> I, I use my um I use a professional photographer a professional mm-hmm. videographer. I do the matterport uh virtual uh tours. What's so, that? But, oh, it, it's sort of like the eye guide. Right? Like, have you ever heard no yeah, this is not this new to you well yep. if you ever go on the mls and you click on something with a tour and you can actually walk through the house with your mouse
1: yes i've seen yeah i've seen the icon for it
0: <laughs> yes right and that, what it is it's almost like it's a, like a 3d rendering where you feel like you're in the house that's cool through the screen and you can just walk through it it that's wasn't all cool. that popular before covid oh, because yeah. um a lot of people just want to see it. But during COVID, they tried to, you know, virtually sell the house. And with this virtually yeah. sell the house, uh, how do you do that? Well, that's when the iGUIDE and Matterport became popular. Now the same yeah. system, just different, a little bit different, but same concept. And and yeah, you have to walk through the house through your computer as if you were right there. That's
1: really I cool. still
0: think the necessity to go in person is there. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because you know what? At the same time, even though it's 3D and you feel like you're in there, the uh, perception of space isn't always the same, because sometimes you're in yeah. there and you feel like you can fit a, uh, like a, uh, a U-shaped couch and the space is small enough, you can't even fit an L-shaped couch, but it looks like you could. yeah, right like from the right? so. But you can eliminate a lot of homes that you're not interested through those guides, because mm-hmm. you go in there, you think something from the pictures. then you go to the guides and you go, "Ah, not what I thought." So it can save a lot of time and it's a service. And I found mm-hmm. since I started using that for listings, it improved.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's all part of the tools. But again, when you're reducing what you charge, this stuff costs money, right? Like, so when the person says there's no change in service, that's because they're the ones that put the sign in the law, put it on the MLS and they're preying on the MLS to give you the, the clients. And that yeah. can work. I'm not Absolutely. saying it doesn't.
1: This but- market, you can pretty much do whatever you want and something will work.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's all options. But if you want that premium, the luxury, that next level, yeah. and you want to create competition because that gets you maximum volume.
1: I think the difference ends up being like the people who charge standard tend to be more customer service oriented.
0: That's, That's how it thing.
1: feels like, you know.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, that comes down to that. Again, but I mean, I wasn't on here really just to discuss commission rates i mean but it was just an <laughs> example right? there's like, lots to
1: discuss about commission rates
0: <laughs> yeah really eh? <laughs> but i'm just giving you an example you get there is service out there and, and there's options out there like when somebody says this yep. is the only option that's not true no but you have to ask yourself is this the option for me and not everybody is for me i have turned down listings before yep right it just wasn't for me so okay. and i no. mean I'm, I'm not for everybody not everybody's for me But there's definitely other people out there that, you know, like, again, it's like when you order food, there's different flavors. What works for you?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Then, okay, so you graduated, you chose a brokerage, Mm -hmm. and now you're working in the office as well.
1: Yeah, so phenomenal. I kind of fell into a really nice opportunity. So, I had asked my broker of record if anybody was looking for an assistant. And just coincidentally that week someone was looking for an assistant. So great. So I meet this wonderful gentleman. I'm not sure he would want me to disclose his name, so I won't do that. Um, But he specializes in new construction, renos and demos. So I going through school, we were kind of like taught, you probably in this market won't really have much opportunity for that unless you're experienced. So that's something that I kind of like I had real solid interest in, but kind of let go of because it seemed like a really far stretch. So it was really, really cool because I just fall into the lap of a guy as his assistant. And now I get to learn firsthand about all of what he does. And like really, really cool. He just got registered um, with Tarion. So like he's like he knows his stuff. He's good. (laughs) And He's absolutely so patient with me because a lot of the schooling stuff that they teach you is nothing like real world. Like, gosh, I, I have a residential data input form. I was like, what on earth is this? What's that form? There's a red form. <laughs> like, <laughs> so here I am. And he's been absolutely phenomenal. And I think he likes me because I'm a very, very meticulously organized person. And that's, apparently not the common. <laughs> but I, I am very, very, very organized, <laughs> maybe to a fault, it really bugs me if things are off centered on my desk and all that. <laughs> but we fit really, really well together so far. And it's been really, really cool, because he's been um, like, he's invited me to go to showings and stuff like that. Um, he just put up a listing to start showings on Friday and I was able to meet the clients and the clients gave permission that I could go as well. Um, so I'll get to go and witness that. And I think that's like, I just really fell into a great opportunity and I'm like that much bit extra thankful for my brokerage for being able to kind of help me with that.
0: That's amazing actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You're developing experience and and, and you know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing, right? Too many people are in a rush, to do everything. It's always rush, 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 rush. Like, like Instagram, instant gratification. Yep. Right. now, reality is life is about being a better you. It's improving every day. And if you can surround yourself in an environment like that, where you can get tips, tricks, and build yourself consistently, I think that kind of turbals you to where you want to be.
1: I think so. But it's not definitely Like I said, I'm a careful person. Yeah. So going into this and I, like, if someone today asked me, well, I mean, not today because I'm not licensed, but (laughs) on my first day of licensing, they asked me to list their house. My first question would be, is it okay if I bring a colleague? I'm, this is my first time. I very, very much believe in the transparency because I like thank you so much for this opportunity. I would like to have a colleague on as well. So that way I can make sure that everything is done to a proper standard. Like, and so many people just kind of look past that. They're like, oh yeah, I can do this. And then they're going to have the same realization that I had. What the is this for? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) I get it. I get it. Again, we all have to start somewhere. Like, which means what was your biggest obstacle? throughout the whole process
1: so mine was not so much schooling I'm, I'm really I have a really strong academic um, brain I guess my brain works really really well for absorbing information which is great for all of the theory portion um, my biggest obstacle was I so I was on maternity leave like I said Um, My son has an immune disorder, so he's not an easy baby. And I have a three-year-old as well. Um, So I did all of my courses and all of my studying. I did generally between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. every day. And I made through the course in four and a half months, which was a lot. And so after that, I really, really just wanted to get going. And it was a very, very sudden smack of that's not how this works. (laughs) Ah uh. so I think that kind of realization kind of made me go, okay, I need to sit back, I need to learn, I need to know what I'm doing, because I when I do get clients, I want to be able to provide them an exemplary service. I don't want to go into this and be flustered because I don't know what's going on. I would much rather take that extra bit of time and understand, like thoroughly understand what I'm doing. And I, I very much had that naivety even like the day I sent my license and I was like, okay, like we can do this. Like I could probably do this. Like maybe next week. No.
0: <laughs> well, I believe you definitely can do it. I mean, look how far you've come.
1: Yeah. So It's it's, it's, true. Just,
0: it's just a matter of practice and putting yeah. it in, putting in the time, right? The fact that you're willing to put in the time, like let's face yes. it, yeah. when you're in this business and you're doing what you're doing, you're sacrificing like right now you're Mm -hmm. sacrificing your time away from your kids. Yep. But you're looking at it long-term and your long-term projections and, and where you want to be and you're, and you're, you know, you're realizing that that's what you have to do to get to that goal.
1: Absolutely. We're hoping to move within the year. That's our goal.
0: Ah, St. Mary, are you planning planning to move out of the area?
1: We're kind of looking. Um, we, We're not really super set we had moved here because my husband was going to school um but he's decided not to do school so our ideal dream is that i can work i love work i like i love my children but i love work i was never meant to be a stay-at-home mom that's not it's not for me my husband on the other hand he is the most paternal person that i've ever met in my life he is like the best dad. And ideally, I want to have enough business and make enough money that he can have the choice to work if he wants to. So I, I would really like to have that opportunity where he could be a stay at home dad if he wants. Um, we, like I said, my son has his immune disorder. So we actually had to pull my daughter out of school, and my daughter won't be able to go to school for probably the foreseeable future um especially like she'll be going into kindergarten and the kindergartners don't they don't wear masks they're not old enough for vaccines like it's 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 a little bit too risky to have her in school with him having an illness um and he is like his illness is such a small percentage that it doesn't even have specific genetic markers so it's like it's pretty severe so to be able to have that and be able to have my husband home with them and not me home with them. (laughs) I love them. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's my ultimate goal. So we're kind of, we had been looking around Sarnia. So our average houses here are still around 500,000. So that's our average. So we're still pretty good here. Um, Ideally I would like to be a little bit closer to my family and my family's all Toronto Mississauga based. So we're basically kind of looking, Everywhere, pretty much everywhere.
0: <laughs> I get that. So now here, you, you're getting your license. You're going to be li- a licensed now. Um, mm-hmm. You paid all these fees. Like you said, it's almost 10,000 bucks. Where do you go from here? Like, what's your first plan of attack?
1: So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, because I see most people, and I feel like the pattern becomes too get partnerships with like businesses or um, like the Humane Society is a big one, Um, like things like that. I feel like that's a lot of people's first step. And I honestly think that I'm going to use my license to potentially help the gentleman that I'm working for and have a more firm understanding and then potentially see if I you know he has a listing I'm able to bring buyers so I think I would like to kind of ease into it like that um but I a lot of people come out of it and they're like okay like I gotta I gotta do this thing I gotta do this thing I gotta do this thing it's almost like a checklist of um different different things to do got to create my instagram got to create my facebook and i have both of those things and i use both of those things but i post more of my like lifestyle stuff on there um i do local business podcasts i really really enjoy doing that it's kind of been difficult lately because i really like to do in person and because of lockdown it's really hard um true so I don't, I don't honestly really know. I, I'm going to prospect. I'm going to do that. I'm going to really try to understand. Um, I think that before I try to fully prospect anything, I'm going to go through my board training. I'm going to go through my brokerage training. I'm not going to like over-present myself because I don't want to get trapped. Right. And like I said, if I had someone approach me, I would... Like the first thing I'd ask them is, is it okay if I have another person on? Like I I really want to make a good name for myself. And I don't feel that just the Humber education alone gives me enough to be able to provide the level of service that I want to. So kind of not necessarily taking it slow, but being cautious.
0: Right. Well, let me ask you something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is this exactly the, what you expected when you enrolled
1: Yes and no. Um, I follow it quite carefully, and I have for years because it's something that I've considered doing for years. Um, so my biggest thing is the market. Nobody knows what is happening. And someone who tells you they know what's happening in this market, I don't believe them. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> the mortgage brokers might have a better idea, but even they probably don't know. <laughs> but, you know, so it's it's been... It's been different, but I like I watch people and I follow a bunch of new realtors online and I follow experienced realtors and I kind of watch what they're doing, see how they navigate this. Um, so it is fairly close to what I imagined. I try to set very realistic goals and then have like a better goal. So I set two goals. <laughs> um, so... I always say, like, as long as I reach my reasonable goal, that's my bare minimum goal, I guess. Um, I'll be content. And that's kind of what I train my brain to operate on. And then any more is just a blessing.
0: Makes sense. Now, you said you watch experienced realtors and you watch Mm -hmm. uh, new realtors. Yeah. Now, what I want to ask you is, how do you know who's experienced and who's new? Are you going to just buy what you see?
1: No, I do stat checks <laughs> 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 no i'm i'm I don't mean someone can present themselves as the busiest person. It's very easy to do that. It's very easy to post all of the listings, get all of the like you know um, so it's very easy to look busy. very true. So what I do is I go to our Sarnia board and I look at the realtors, and one of my favorite things to do during lockdown is go for a drive. Go for a drive in like, well, I mean, Sarnia's not that big, so you can drive all over, (laughs) and look at who's got the signs. And then from there, checking out their social medias, and I've actually found um, for us specifically, we have a fairly large, like older generation in real estate. Um, so most of them don't have social media. So the natural thing that people would go to look at for social media, they don't have it. So I think that's a hard thing to kind of gauge in that sense.
0: True. Well, that's the thing, right? What have you here? Like, what have you noticed the difference between someone new? And someone experienced like from your own observation, when you see the difference? What are they?
1: so the first thing I notice is, I I really do genuinely feel that Humber has a better grasp at the theory concept than Laurier did. I feel like it's a like it's a little bit more structured of a program, um, which I've found to be quite noticeable. Um, the other thing is the information's all fresh in your brain when you're new, like you don't have years of history and your habits and other people's habits and like things they have more potential to slip when you've been in the industry for a long time and you still have to do your continuing education courses but it is different you already have your style you already have all that um and even like i don't know it's just kind of that's a benefit for new i think as well it's it's kind of this weird gray area because the general age range in which people are generally buying houses is a little bit closer to my age. So it can go 50 50. So it like first time home buyers tend to pick young people. It seems. I don't know stats on that, but it, it very much feels that way because they know, I'm assuming they kind of feel like they know what they're looking for. Maybe. <laughs> um and then um like older generations tend to pick not as young realtors so generally well there's a very very big range of people who get licensed obviously like i i had class with a lady who was i think she was 65 when she was getting her license um so there's very very big range but um in my area specifically we have a very very high retirement like rate um so i think it'll be challenging for newer people here because of the way things tend to go historically if that kind of makes sense
0: i get what you're saying i mean again there's no Mm -hmm. no wrong answer this is a perspective right now like I was going somewhere with this. When um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I talk a lot, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, it's okay. No, I thought about something in the last, the second last line. You gave me a thought, and then you did the last line. on am like, uh <laughs> <laughs> <guess that> was... <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, you're going okay. So you're, oh, this is where I was going with. Now, what do you, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Like, do you have a focused area, or do you would you go anywhere? Like, how, how are you defining your specialty?
1: So. This is another thing that I thought about a lot. So there's a lot of different things that I have interest in. I don't think that I will specifically set on a niche. I absolutely love farms. And if I had any inkling of an idea on how to become experienced in selling farms, that would be where my heart would go. But that's extremely hard. And I would definitely have to travel for that. And I don't know anybody that specializes in farms to help me. So that's kind of on my back burner. That's, that's going to be a thought in my head for years down the road when I kind of have a better understanding. I really like, so my favorite part about going into real estate is I love helping people. I love it. So that's why commercial really isn't for me. I think that if I were to do commercial, I would probably do commercial leasing and specialize in small businesses. I think that would be where I'd go if I did commercial. But I think ultimately it will be residential because I really, really like the emotional aspect of it.
0: Right. But also, I mean, like, for example, you're in Cernia. If somebody mm. called you from Mississauga, would you do it?
1: Um, Probably not. I, I'm i very, I want to be very, very careful with that because I don't want to, I don't want to operate in a market that I'm not at least kind of comfortable with. If so I do plan on um, being in Barrie as well. That's where I grew up. I know the area very, very well, probably better than I know Sarnia, to be honest. Um, I would feel confident with that. Um, for Mississauga, I might work with someone, but I wouldn't want to do it solo because I don't feel like I'd be able to provide the service that I consider to be good for them.
0: <laughs> right. And that, this is kind of where I was leading you to in a way. Right, Like it's where you have to be like when you're doing the business and you're doing a job, you're here to serve a client and provide the maximum value. And if you're servicing something that the customer may know better than you, are you really delivering them that value?
1: No. And I don't know what the market's like. I I don't know the area. I don't know the streets. I don't know the market. Like I, I would much prefer to set them up. I have friends that are in Mississauga that would be able to help them. No problem. I would much rather set them up. With and I, I'm not telling so I believe
0: one. that part of getting into real estate is building up a referral network, yeah. knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses. And, and, you know, I mean, it's important to learn. I'm not saying don't learn and just forget it. But mm-hmm. my point is, there's certain things that you're never going to need to know. Like yeah. you said, like if you live in Sarnia, why would you be in Scarborough, as an example? Yeah. You wouldn't, right? So you would never need to learn Scarborough. You're better off to have a referral network that works in Scarborough. And I also believe having a referral network. And this is my advice to even new realtors. When you get into the business, get even tradespeople, build up a network of tradespeople, mortgage brokers, and home inspectors, anything that pertains to real estate that could help you. Get a referral network and get a referral network in different areas. So, somebody, you know, you want to be the person's resource. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Again, am I, I've i been in it long enough that I get calls every day. and They can all help my clients as if I'm brand new to the business and I don't know anybody. Yeah. I, I I respect the hustle. Everybody's got to do the hustle. I'm not saying yep. that. It, <laughs> but My point is that we want to have people we trust and just like you want to be the person you trust. And you yep. only do that through showing expertise and showing what you can offer. So if you're going beyond your realm, how can you be confident and provide yeah. service?
1: Absolutely. I think... I think it's a, an easy trap to fall into, especially being new, but I think it's much more worth it to you and to your client. And I think that ultimately it defies your legislation to do that. You don't have the experience. You don't have the skill to be able to do that. You're directly disobeying your oath type of deal.
0: <laughs> Absolutely agree with you there. So. I'm going to tell you a little story. I remember I feel bad because I pick on this person. uh, He's actually a friend of mine. Like we became friends. Somebody in my office, I remember one time he messages me. He's like, I'm showing a house in Waterdown. Where is that? Is that in Hamilton? Oh, no. And I just replied. I go, if you have to ask me where Waterdown is, you shouldn't be showing homes there. (laughs) Like what he meant and what he asked were two different things, but the way it came out, I think he even caught it when he said it. Yeah. (laughs) But I couldn't let it go. But it it still illustrated the point. Absolutely. Being a specialist in your area.
1: Yeah. I agree. Well, even in within your area, even here, as small as Arnie is, there's definitely people who stick to one area. Like and I'm sure it's even more so in the bigger cities, like Toronto like someone's going to specifically focus on west end like. yeah
0: it's known as, as a farm area yeah you, you can always it's another saying you can be the biggest fish in a small sea or you can try to be the smallest fish in the big sea yeah you know where do you think you're going to be most successful right And you know, it's just general farming right you, you pick an area you're farming you, you try to be the best person in that area so everybody knows you're the go-to person in that area. So we're at 56 minutes. I don't want to take up too much time because um, I'm sure you have a busy day. And so what I wanted to get from you, what's one major piece of advice you would give to my listeners who are thinking Hold. about getting the real estate license? The paperwork? Sit. So
1: this is my big one. So one, join the Humber Group. It is extremely resourceful there's a bunch of different people who know a bunch of different things don't take it to legal profession in like those are not legal answers do your research (laughs) but that group is extremely helpful for navigating through the course load um other people's experiences etc but a lot of people recommend skipping through the courses and just using testing tools to do their exams My advice, read the course content. I have already experienced brand new realtors that are asking questions that are in the course content because they didn't read it. Read the courses. I'm very, very, please. Nobody wants to work with you if you don't know what you're doing.
0: That's true. (laughs) That's very true. <laughs>
1: that sounds mean, but it's true. I don't want to have to explain to someone else why you have to sign an APS in certain spots. I don't. I don't want to have to explain that to you. Do yourself a favor and just read the courts.
0: I'm sure we'll have another discussion on the first time this happens to you, and it happened to me as a rookie. I ended oh, up no. writing up both sides of the deal and no, I wasn't <laughs> representing both people. And this was like my second or third deal.
1: I've heard. I've, I've heard that, unfortunately, more than I'd like to admit. And That's absolutely horrifying to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I have a little downside. I remember what you have to sign. I remember what my clients have to sign. I know what your clients have to sign. And I go through that just to make sure all the process gets done. At the end of it, I forgot to sign everything. <laughs> 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 so that was one of my uh, early uh, experiences. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny that's good
0: <laughs> awesome awesome i want to thank you very very much for being on the episode and i'm sure in the future we're going to check back in and see uh how things have been going
1: hopefully a progress report
0: <laughs> oh definitely i am expecting it
1: <laughs> Fingers awesome. crossed. yeah thank too. you
0: thanks amber